welcome everyone, each and all. Good morning, good day, good evening, good night, good everything. Uh, it is good to be with you with, for Pastors with a Podcast. As always, I am Pastor Andrew Limlin of First Presbyterian Church here in Seguin, Texas. I'm, I'm getting ready uh, in the coming weeks to get a title change, by the way. So I will then, I will become the Reverend Andrew Limlin, uh, which is kind of like when a Pokemon evolves. So um, <laughs> I got fed lots of those rare candies, and so I'm leveling up. And so... Uh, <laughs> Learning some good skills here. I'm. I wonder what I'll look like. But as always, I am joined by my illustrious colleagues. I am Pastor Kelsey Tice from Emmanuel's Lutheran in Seguin. And you better believe it's the early rising bacon frying pelican spying pastor from Marion, Texas, Paul Tice in the flesh. Well, in the voice, since nobody can actually see this, huh? <laughs> We should do a live video podcast at least once. That would be fun. We, I would scare it. I'd scare everybody away. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with the pel with the pelican based espionage, um, <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Friends, it is Holy Week. We are now fully in the midst of the heart of Jerusalem with Jesus, and we have come to the night, the darkest. Uh, of nights um, with Maundy Thursday. Uh, and we are here now with a reading from John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17, along with uh, 31b and 35. This is going to tell us the story of that amazing event in John of the foot washing and of Jesus's service to, to his disciples an example of how we are to serve others. I will be reading from the Common English Bible. Let us prepare our hearts and be ready to hear for the word of God. Before the festival of Passover, Jesus knew that his time had come to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them fully. Jesus and his disciples were sharing the evening meal and the devil had already provoked Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew the Father had given everything into his hands and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the table and he took off his robes. And picking up a linen towel, he tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a wash basin and began to wash the disciples' feet drying them with the towel he was wearing. And when Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand what I'm doing now, but you will understand later. No, Peter said, you will never wash my feet. And Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't have a place with me. Simon Peter said, Lord, not only then uh, will you wash my feet, but please also my hands and my head as well. And Jesus responded, those who have bathed need only to have their feet washed because they are completely clean. You disciples are clean, but not every one of you. He knew who would betray him. And that's why he said, not every one of you is clean. After he washed the disciples' feet, he put on his robes and returned to his place at the table. He said to them, do you know what I've done for you? 
you call me teacher and Lord, and you speak correctly because I am. If I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you too must wash each other's feet. I have given you an example. Just as, by, just as I have done, you also must do. I assure you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are those who are sent greater than the one who sent them. Since you know these things, you will be happy if you do them. When Judas was gone, Jesus said, Now the human one has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify the human one in himself and will glorify him immediately. Little children, I'm with you for a little while longer. You will look for me, but just as I told the Jewish leaders, I also tell you now, where I'm going, you can't come. I give you a new commandment, love each other just as, I, just as I have loved you. So you also must love each other. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples when you love each other. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to, be to God. God. The Reverend Lyle Wingarity has uh, written up a beautiful piece on this passage in the sanctified art, which we will hear now. She quotes John 13, eight, you will never wash my feet. If I don't wash your feet, what share will you have with me? The first time my dad took me to visit her in the hospital, I walked in to find a slouched figure sunken below a bundle of blankets. Short brown hairs collected in clumps along her shoulders and pillowcase, a cotton beanie, grasped the edges of her yellowing, swollen face. I averted my eyes at the sight, tricked by cancer's devouring disguise. Pale walls drained the room of energy, even the blue curtains in the window drooped lethargically against the wall. As we came close, my mother's shrunken torso grew, her family, her, fami her familiar honey-rich voice filled like liquid in my ears. Take off your shoes. Let me rub your feet. I paused. Death pressed in on us like an unrelenting fog. I was scared, unsure of how to play daughter to a mother whose life was slowly slipping away. Let me rub your feet. Reluctantly, I climbed up into the hospital bed, reaching through the blanket to layers. She removed my shoes. The sweat from my middle school basketball practice still lingering on my skin. Again, without hesitation, she peeled off my socks and gently massaged away the anxieties building within the room. In the face of the cancer that would soon take her, my mother was determined to hold us close. In the fading and fullness of life, she savored moments of service for others. Her gentleness continues to startle and soothe me. You too must wash each other's feet. Oh boy. I, uh, wow. a couple weeks ago when I first read that text, um, her, her reflection, I just started to bawl because, um, I had seen that, that mother, thankfully mine, um, mine didn't die, but I had seen that, that body, that dullness and, um, I just, 
I wept and I, um, I reached out to Lyle and thanked her so much for sharing that part of her story because I know it's hard. Um, but it's also so extremely powerful, so extremely powerful. Her gen- My mother was determined to hold us close and even, and, and as Jesus did for the disciples, Jesus was and is always determined to hold us close. It, it is amazing how her story here opens up the scripture in a way that would otherwise be just emotionally too hard to go there for most people, I think. As I was reading her words, I kept on thinking that she, Lyle, was thinking in her head, I'm going to rub my mother's feet to offer her comfort. When in fact, it was the complete opposite. Her mother, who was in such suffering, wanted to comfort her little girl. And when you think about that in light of this scripture passage with Jesus, who is suffering, he doesn't want the disciples to wash his feet. He wants to wash theirs. He wants to comfort them. And that seems to be the powerful divide between, the, between Judas and the 11 is that Judas is completely unwilling to allow for intimacy. I mean, Peter struggles with it, but he eventually relents. I am, I am really amazed by that because I'm thinking now about my mom who had a stroke last year, a big, big stroke. And I, uh, I was the person that was in the hospital with her my dad couldn't be uh, I have a grandmother with Alzheimer's she had to be taken care of at home and I remember my mom who I'm there to take care of and all she wanted to do was be concerned about me and I couldn't take her away from that I couldn't turn her away from that and and, and the fact is is that that's just the love of a parent period it's the love God has for us I'm going to stop talking now because I'm going to cry if I keep going. Well, in these images um, and the stories that we're sharing and the story that we heard, the scripture we read, at the heart of it, uh, we're seeing firsthand that um, unconditional love that a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of churches um, talk about but rarely do we see it in action. Rarely do we witness it. Um, and even thinking about the Monday, Thursday service, you know, there's a lot of folks who are reluctant to make that trip up the aisle to sit down and have someone not even come in full contact with their foot, but simply pour water over it. Like even that's just, too much and I wonder if it's embarrassment or at the heart of it all you really peel away the layers if you get down to uh, fear in that vulnerable moment and fear of what it truly means to experience an unconditional love uh, regardless of the faces we try and put on or the things we try and cover up um, you think of our feet, we cover them up. You know, it's one of the first things a lot of folks do 
put on a sock, put on a shoe. It, it's hidden away. It's tucked away. And we're asked to uh, expose all that. Um, almost a symbol of our, our frailties and our vulnerabilities. We're asked to bring that into the light. And that's really hard for a lot of folks to do. I mean, it's hard for anybody to do just yeah. that pure honesty at the end of at the end of the day. Um, I um that all of our statements so far um, bring me to um, Pastor T. Denise Anderson's um, commentary in the second to last. Well, I guess technically the third to last paragraph. Um, with the first sentence, how did Jesus love them? And, um, in, in Lyle's reflection on that moment in her life, how did her mother love her? Her mother, I, I don't know if she was afraid to die. I don't know how she was feeling, but in that moment, she wanted to show her daughter love and care and in, in such an intimate way. Um, Maybe, maybe in Jesus's time, you know, um, we know that you, you washed feet, you washed your hands and your head and, um, your feet, especially before a meal, but definitely, um, when you entered a house. So, and a servant usually did it. So normally <clears throat> that's a, that's a normal thing. It happens anytime you enter someone's home for us, it is so far removed from this normality that it's an even more intimate thing. Um, how often do we ask strangers to, to massage our feet? We don't, we ask loved ones. We ask, um, partners, spouses, um, the, the closest of friends. Um, and in that for us, it's more of a, it's not so much an act of service because it, in, in Jesus's time, it was done by a servant. It's not so much of an act of service, but for us, it's an act of vulnerability. Um, and in that way, we can still show God's love um, because Jesus, Jesus loved the disciples even when they were most vulnerable, even while he was dying on the cross. Um, and in John's gospel, we get um, the introduction of the beloved, the beloved disciple to Mary's mother. This is, this is now your son, or this is now your child. This is now your mother. Um, and what, what, how did the disciples have to feel and how, what did they have to think back on and what moments for them were most important when they had to think back on how Jesus loved them? What were those influential moments for them and what are they for us and how not only through the scripture and picking those moments out, but what moments in our lives do we identify as the moments when we've experienced unconditional love and service? Wow. This has been, we all want to thank Wildwin Garrity for her story. I mean, that just, I'm going to be thinking about that for the rest of the week. For our closing today, friends, we have a poem by the Reverend Sarah R. In prayer, let us listen to these words together. We cannot shake hands right now. We cannot hug or kiss cheeks. We cannot lean in to tell stories or draw close to pray. We cannot pass the peace 
or even pass the time in each other's homes. We cannot eat together because the world is sick. So instead of holding each other, we hold distance. We hold masks. We hold statistics on the top of our tongues. We hold fear. We hold space. We hold tense conversations. Maybe by the time you're reading this, the day will have come for all God's people to be gathered at table. Maybe by the time you're reading this, we will be eating together. Maybe we'll be hugging. Hopefully, there will be dancing and laughing and kissing and leaning in to tell stories and throwing our, he our heads back to laugh. But until that day, I will wiggle my toes and think of foot washing. I will eat sweet bread ravenously and remember communion. I will close my eyes and picture your face. I will clasp my hands and know as sure as one palm knows the other that we are being held. We are being held together. Amen. Wherever you are, friends, know that you are held and held together. As always, I'm Pastor Andy. Pastor Kelsey. That's Paul Tice. And we will see you next time.